Thank you for listening to the Hillsview Men's Ministry. We are a group of men building relationships to equip and encourage each other. I was just wondering what uh, what message I should bring here today, and it's kind of a, something I'm going through in my life, and so I'm like, might as well study the kind of the, the period in my life that I'm going through and bring the message here. So that worked out really well. So uh, real quick, let uh, let's just open in prayer, and then we'll uh, go from there. Heavenly Father, we uh, we thank you for today. Um, we thank you for this beautiful morning, this sunshine, this fall, uh, this fall morning, uh, this time together as men. Uh, we're thankful for the food that uh, that was made for us. Uh, may you bless the hands that made it. Uh, may you bless it to our body. And Lord, we just uh, thank you for this men's group here at Hillsview. Um, this time together, we can come together and um, in fellowship and and um, and sharing a meal together and learning from your word. And I just pray that uh, you'd get me out of the way and uh, that you give me the words to speak and uh, be with us today. In your name we pray. Amen. So, men of Hillsview, in this day of age, uh, what is the... Uh, you might already know the answer if you saw the post on Facebook, but what is the one of the hardest things to do? Waiting. Waiting. Jared has the right answer. So, Jared gets surprised today. So, uh, one of the most challenging aspects, uh, I think, of our lives... I mean, there's so many different spiritual disciplines that we... We learn over time, but like one of the, I think one of the absolutely most difficult things is just waiting for the Lord. And uh, why is that? And I think um, because as men we desire to fix things, I think, I think that's kind of ingrained in us. We desire to uh, seek solutions. You know, that's, I don't know why, I mean, that's just the way God made us. We're, we're, we want to fix things. We want to uh, try our best to resolve something that's out of whack. You know that we're we're the fixits, even though we might not be very good at it. But we, it's just something natural that comes to us as men, and uh, especially when it comes to our faith in God as a Christ follower, it's exceedingly difficult, I think, to to wait on God. It's 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 hard to do because God is sovereign, and sometimes we forget that. Uh, you know, God is sovereign over all, and we're not God, and so it's hard to kind of reconcile that sometimes, as, as easy as that sounds. So more and more. Uh, we want answers to problems. Um, you know, this problem that's presented us, to us today, uh, maybe not of our choosing. Uh, we want relief uh, from or uh, healing from pain or sickness. Uh, we, uh, the path we should, you know, we want to know what path we should take. And that's kind of in a, in a place I am right now when, <clears throat> when we come to a kind of a fork in the road. And <clears throat> sometimes the, the answer isn't always obvious. And the answers we seek... Uh, you know, when we go to the Lord in prayer, um, usually sometimes it's we're wrestling with a big decision to make, maybe with um, our kids or our spouse or a family or work decision. Um, but I want to assure you today uh, that waiting on the Lord is crucial in our walk with Jesus Christ. It It's a spiritual discipline we should consciously work on every day. And if you do, um, I know you'll experience more peace and more patience in your life because God is in control. Amen. Uh, so waiting, as I was starting to uh, get my, uh, kind of build my message today, it's, I have a book, it's called the Zontravon Dictionary of Bible Themes, and it's put together by uh, a group of men, and it, it just, it's, a, it's a really nice study, you can look up certain words, and how the authors define it, and in, in the book it says, uh, you look up waiting, in, in specifically waiting on God, and it says, quote, being prepared to look patiently towards God, for his guidance and accepting the timing he proposes, 
Waiting on God can lead to an atmosphere of expectation and confidence in God and a realization of the unreliability, this is where it comes at you, the unreliability of one's own judgment. And so this is, when I was studying, I was, you know, to me that's one of the better definitions I've found of waiting uh, in the context of waiting on God. Uh, Pastor John Ortberg, I was doing some, some studying this week, and he said waiting on God is fundamental to our faith. That's pretty obvious. And another pastor, his name's Daniel Darling, he said waiting on God is not incidental to our faith. It's not something we just come along to eventually. It's actually the DNA of our faith, and in the DNA of our faith, that it's in the, the strands of our faith that we uh, should develop that uh, ability to, to wait on God. And obviously the, the Bible's full of men who've waited on the Lord. I mean, you can just go down the list. Uh, we have Abraham. He waited 25 years before his wife Sarah gave birth to their first child. Uh, if you look at Jacob's story, the vast majority of Jacob's story was marked by you know these extended periods of waiting on God. Uh, Joseph slogged through uh, about 13 years of being betrayed. He was falsely imprisoned. He was abandoned by his own brothers before assuming the leadership role in Egypt. Moses tended sheep for 40 years before God called him to deliver his people out of Egypt. D- uh, David spent 14 years from the time he was anointed king of Israel to when he finally came and became the king of Israel. And then obviously in Jesus' own ministry, uh, he said, uh, he told his disciples regularly, uh, my hour has not come. My hour has not come. So like as uh, Pastor Daniel said, waiting on God is not incidental to our faith. Uh, waiting on God is is within the DNA of our faith. And so let's dig a little deeper. If you have your Bibles today, um, <clears throat> the first version or the first verse we'll look at, uh, it's in the book of Isaiah. So if you open to Isaiah 30, 18, uh, the Bible tells us that waiting on God is commanded of us as believers. So in uh, Isaiah 30, 18, it says, Therefore the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. So waiting on God is commanded uh, commanded uh, by God uh, that we wait on him. And it's just a refreshing verse that how blessed are all those who long for him. So it's you can just, there's that peace and that sense of, you know, God, he waits on high. Uh, he, he's ready to have compassion on us. Um, he, he is the God of justice, and he, how blessed are those who, who long for him, that we, we should long for him, uh, we should be patient. Um, we look at Psalm um, 37, I'll kind of go through some different verses this morning. Psalm 37, 7, uh, this is David, and he's teaching us to trust in the Lord, and he says in 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, do not fret because of him who prospers in in his way, because of because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. And so it says again. He says, "Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him." So it's commanded to us. Uh, David teaches us that uh, that we should wait patiently for him. That we should not fret because you know maybe other people are prospering. Uh, we don't know their story. Um, you know they may be like it says they may be the one carrying out wicked schemes in this psalm, um, but it's. As believers, we can rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And if you flip back a couple pages uh, in Psalm 27, verse 14, it says, uh, David declares the unwavering confidence in the Lord. It's a beautiful psalm. 
as all the Psalms are. And it says, wait for the Lord. And then he says, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So in, in, two, in one sentence, in case, we, uh, in case we missed it the first time, uh, waiting on God is so vital to our faith, David repeats, you know, waiting on the Lord. He, he repeats that command twice in the same sentence. And that's a good reminder to us that there's something to this, to waiting on, to waiting on God. So, so it's, it's vital to our faith. It's, if we grudgingly admit that, you know, it's, you know it's, as men, it's hard to, to wait on the Lord. And it, it's, it's hard to know um, when to wait, you know, when to maybe take action, you know, when the Lord is leading you. And so we look at then, if that's commanded of us to wait on the Lord, what are its benefits? And I came, uh, I came down to kind of three of them in my study uh, this week. And the first of all, uh, it obviously leads to patience, uh, which makes sense. Uh, in the book of Lamentations, if, uh, if you turn there in chapter 3, uh, it's three verses, 24 through 26. Jeremiah, uh, the prophet Jeremiah is addressing the exiled people of Judah about the fallen city of Jerusalem. And in chapter 3, he's providing, he's providing hope in the midst of their affliction. And he says in uh, it's chapter 3, verse 24, he says, The Lord is my portion says my soul, therefore I, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the, to the person who seeks him, it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. And so God is good all the time. And, and the Lord is good to those who wait for him. It is good. It, like, it's okay to wait silently for the Lord. And I kind of joke with my kids once in a while. Like, I almost want to tell them that all the time. Like, uh, it's okay to wait silently. You know, you kind of want to tease them a little bit. You know, you can kind of add that to your, if you have young kids, you can say, you know, it's okay to wait silently for the Lord while your mom and I try and figure this stuff out. But, um, so it's okay to wait silently for the Lord. It's, it's not, it's not a weakness. It's, um, it's, it's actually, you know, like it's a strand of that DNA in our faith. And it's good to have patience. It's good to develop the dis- the, this discipline in our faith in our faith walk. So you have you have patience. You know, waiting on the Lord uh, leads to patience. The second uh, the second benefit is that uh, waiting on the waiting on the Lord leads to trust. And we see in Isaiah eight seventeen, uh, back in Isaiah uh, chapter eight verse seventeen, we we read, "I will wait for the Lord." Who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob? I will put my trust in him. So the more patient we are waiting for God, uh, the more we trust God to show us the, uh, the path we need to take. You know that's that's very comforting. Um, you know there there may be a, a decision we need to make, like I said, you know with work or family or a job. Um, you know there's a, a relationship we may need to reconcile. That's one of, I think one of the harder things to do as men. You know. Or uh, even uh, within the within a family, um, if there's a relationship you need to reconcile, you just don't know quite how to do that. Um, if you trust in the Lord and wait, you know, and and be in prayer and, and reading the Word, um, you're going to start figuring out how to reconcile the re- that relationship. And and so we should trust in the Lord with all our heart, you know, with all our mind and with with all our with all our soul. And the third benefit I, I came up with was. Um, Waiting on the Lord leads to hope, and I think uh, personally, kind of through my work, I work for uh, John Thune's office in in Rapid. Um, the the greatest thing lacking in our world today, uh, with all the calls that we take and all the wa- the people that come in and talk to us, uh, is hope. 
and uh, people, I think, we live in a, a, an amazingly, we were just talking about this at our table, we live in an amazingly, like, I forget the word you used, Jeb, the, um, we live in such a blessed time of prosperity, you know, everything. I mean, we have all this, it's so e like, usually things are very easy for our, our society in general. I mean, we don't have to worry about the things that they had to worry about 100 years ago or 200 years ago. Um, but with all that, uh, people that I see in my work, uh, people are losing hope. People, uh, they don't, they, they just, or they're losing hope. You're seeing the spike in, um, like, suicides. Uh, people are just, don't know where to turn. Um, people don't know whom to trust anymore. Um, people don't know which institutions to trust. Uh, people don't know what leaders to trust. Um, and we're especially losing the ability to be patient in all things. Um, but one of the biggest drivers of, so one of the biggest drivers of some of the biggest problems revolve around having no hope. And, uh, but we can have hope, obviously. We, we can have hope in the one who is given to us by God, uh, our only, uh, God's only begotten Son, to save us from, from our sin and from eternal separation. And um, Christ died on a cross and he rose again uh, to overcome death and, and to, uh, for you and for me. And, and Christ did that for us. And, and Christ is whom we should place our hope in. And it says in 30, Psalm 33:20, it says, We wait in hope for the Lord. Uh, he is our help and our shield. And then in Psalm 130, uh, chapter, or verse 5 and 6, it says, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord. More than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. And so, in a, uh, going through my studies, I, I, I saw a quote, J.I. Packer says that, Waiting on the Lord is a constant refrain in the Psalms. So I encourage you to flip through, if you don't already, um, maybe this, this coming month, flip through the Psalms, and you'll see just how much waiting uh, takes place. It, it's it's throughout, the, throughout the book of Psalms, and it, it would just, you see how important that is, waiting is to our faith. And so, personally, you know, there was so, and I was praying over this message, and how waiting on the Lord has happened in my life. And I came up with three areas. I, I came up, obviously, with my future spouse, Kim. Um, I, uh, we got married kind of late in life. Everyone has their own journey. Uh, we got married pretty late. We were uh, 28 when we got married. And um, I had a spiritual desert kind of back and forth uh, for about a decade, from kind of the end of high school till I met Kim. And I, um, I was pretty much... A, uh, I was focused on my work, um, but I was also very lonely. Um, I dealt with a, a pornography addiction for uh, years and years and years and years. And, um, you know, if I uncovered it up with work, um, you know, if you just succeed at work, you know, that kind of covers everything else. And I was just, I, I was really not in a healthy place. Um, but then God, you know, I kept praying to come out of that that spiral. And God moved mightily to show me how to clean up my life and kind of rededicate myself to the Lord at just the right moment. So Kim, uh, you know, that God would bring Kim into my life. And it's funny because she was only literally like 60 miles away, my future spouse. I was living in Rapid and she was living in Belfouche. Um, and so I, waiting on the Lord and I, I, I didn't know how to get out of that spiral or that I just thought I was going to be single my whole life. And I was almost accepting to that fact. 
but I just kept praying and asking God for deliverance and, and that he would help me clean up my life. And, and he, did, he, he did that. I, did, I didn't, none of that was me. And, and, and at just the right moment, came came into my life. And, and God is good. I look back at that every day and how, how he healed me in, in many ways that I can't even imagine. And so, um, you know, I was waiting on the Lord um, for that to happen, for him to heal me. Um, the second area of my life, our life now with Kim, uh, as husband and wife, uh, our children. Uh, we obviously um, were unable, uh, you've seen our kids, if you haven't. Um, uh, we look a little different. Our family looks a little different. But uh, so our children, uh, Kim and I, we, we, are, we found out eventually we were able to con- unable to conceive as a couple. And because, and you're like, this is like, you know, at the time it was very hard to, to realize that. Um, but God had two children who needed a mom and dad and, um, waiting on God, I mean, the whole process, uh, if anyone has been adopted or has adopted themselves, uh, all you do is wait. <laughs> it seems you do a little bit of work and then you wait and you do some more work and you wait. And the waiting on God, um, to be matched with, with each one of them. And we, Kim and I prayed and waited, and it's one of those times, especially some of the with our both our adoptions, like those literally the seconds would tick by, and some nights we just didn't know what to say, just waiting. You know, were we going to be matched with a child? And you just kind of fall asleep. You pray and you just kind of wait and you fall asleep and you trust in God. And um, so adoptions, you do piles of paperwork, you wait for the approval from, you know, either our government or their government, and but then the life-changing moments when we're finally matched, and you wait on the Lord, and now you know there was a, God as a child. God had a child for us. Uh, his name was Defersa. That was his birth name in Ethiopia, and he had a little girl named Anshuan in China. And we waited, and we prayed, and we waited, and so that uh, that was waiting on the Lord in my life. It, it, but just we were so blessed to have the children that we do, and that we would have it no other way. Um, and then there's the next chapter of my life. I don't know why. I, I love being able to come and, you know, speak at our men's group. Um, I'm going to start my doing a life group starting on Wednesday. Um, and I don't know why God's moving this way in my life. I'm excited. But it's a, just kind of a time of waiting. You just kind of you, you come and you present the word and the gospel. And it's just a season of kind of transition, of study. And, you know, just I, I desire that more and more in my life, and so I'm waiting, you know, kind of trusting in God, I'm learning to, to have that complete trust in God to show me where to go and, and what to do, and kind of be a lap into my feet, so God is good, amen? Um, so waiting on the Lord is difficult, it's hard, it's, uh, it seems unending sometimes, you know, we're impatient, we want God to move now in our lives, you know, for that pain to be taken away, you know, for a plan to come to fruition, uh, we want our judgment to be confirmed. You know, we still, as men, we, you know, we want that, you know, we want to be right sometimes. We want to be rewarded. We want to be acknowledged by others as, as being correct. Uh, we want blessings to flow our way. That's, you know, who, who doesn't want blessings to pour out on your head? So, um, you know, we want these things. We live in such a society where, you know, the, we kind of want it now. Um, you know, the, we know that time is short on this earth. Um, you know, we strive for, for solutions as men. Um, we... We want, to, we want to complete our goals and to attain our dreams. 
uh, we fear not taking action, that society sees us as being maybe they don't know what they're doing or they're lazy. Um, you know, the, the world says, you know, you need to place your trust in the things of this world. You need to not place your trust in Christ. And um, the, op- the flip side of that, though, is that, that if you do wait on the Lord, you know, you will be comforted. You will have peace. It'll lead to a life of patience. You know, you'll learn to have patience. It'll lead uh, to a life of trust. Uh, trusting, you know, in a sovereign God who cares for each one of us and hears every single prayer. And it'll lead, lead us to a life, a more fuller life, a more meaningful life centered on Christ Jesus because Christ is coming back. And, and we don't know when that is. And we can trust in that fact. And it leads us to hope. And like I said, more and more, you know, we're, as a society, we're kind of losing hope in, in things. But we have hope in a Savior who died on a cross for you and me. And so as we revisit that, as we kind of close up today a little, um, we revisit that definition uh, in the Dictionary of Bible Themes, and it says, being prepared to look patiently towards God for his guidance and accepting the timing he proposes, waiting on God can lead to an atmosphere of expectation and confidence in God and a realization, here's the kicker, of the unreliability of one's one's own judgment. So to me, uh, when we wait on the Lord and we wait for him to reveal himself to us in our lives, um, through his word, through the Holy Spirit, you know, that's a huge burden to be just lifted from our shoulders. That it's not, it doesn't always have to be on us. It shouldn't be always on us. Um, we don't have to have all the answers in life. You know, I don't. Um, you don't. You know, nobody does. Um, but but we, we learn that in the word. And um, the one thing I'm going to pass out that you can take home today, this was an article... That was, yeah, it's, uh, he's actually a pastor. It's on, from uh, ChristianPost.com. But if you look at the very end, he's a pastor. You Maybe somebody know him. Uh, it's uh, Papillion, Nebraska. He's a pastor down there. Um, but it's just a, uh, and I hate the word things in titles. Uh, just a side, so I, you know, it's spiritual practices. But it's ten, spirit, ten things you can do while waiting on the Lord. And, and this was just a, a great handout. Um, that I found kind of near the end of the week that kind of sums up, you know, people say, well, what can I do while I wait on the Lord? And, you know, I kind of presented the message today, you know, why, why it's important. And you can kind of look over these things and uh, these spiritual practices. And these are ten, uh, the pastor gives ten um, practices that you can use to, um, to wait on the Lord. And just a couple real quick, we're not going to go through all ten, but um, the second one, you know, obviously is to be in the Word. It's tempting to spend our time waiting in worry uh, rather than in the Word. Worry leads to even more in anxiety, uh, while the Word is the sword of the Spirit. It can defeat the enemy of worry. <coughs> waiting on the Lord involves spiritual warfare. God can deliver us from the ominous enemy of worry as we keep our heart and mind occupied with Scripture. Uh, the third one, I'm just going to point out three of them here today before we close. And the third one is, be assured, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. That's in John. The Lord, and then I, I underline this and uh, wrote a huge yes beside it. It says, The Lord who saved your soul for eternity is more than able to deliver you in your present hour of need. Amen. I mean, that kind of sums up the whole message today. And then on the back, um, I just picked out number eight. Um, it says, be wise. It says, uh, impatience can lead to a person to ma- 
can lead a person to make foolish choices. Whenever we feel rushed, it's natural to make snap decisions that lack wisdom. This is why scripture instructs us, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. And that's in Ephesians. It says, periods of waiting need to turn need not turn into periods of impatience. It says the fruit, and then it, it lists one of the fruit of the spirit, which is patience. And then the one typo in it, obviously, it's not Ephesians 5:22. I was reading that this morning, and it's actually Galatians 5:22. Um, I think, if, as a little tiny side note, Ephesians 5:22, I think, is man spitting or a woman's uh, spitting to a husband. So I don't know if he had that. In, if you look up Ephesians 5:22 on number eight, yeah. I think it's Galatians 5.22, but maybe he was, he had, the pastor had that. I don't know. So I think that's the one typo. I saw that this morning. I'm like, I think that's Galatians 5.22. Um, so the fruit of the Spirit is, is one of them. Uh, one of the fruit is, patient, is patience. So um, so in summary, you know, as we, as we wait on the Lord, uh, God will reveal himself to us in his perfect timing, and it will lead to a greater patience. Uh, a greater trust and to hope uh, while we wait on the Lord. So, Amen.